WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio presents the All-Star Catholic High School Football Game of the Week. Sponsored by Ziegler Nissan of Gurney. Yeah, just cheerleading first. That could be the... The other guys are back here. Yeah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Red and White Field. And also welcome to our 2017 Cheer and Football Senior Night. We're going to begin with our cheerleaders this evening. Yay. How about a round of applause for Abigail Arvison? Abigail's parents, Bill and Teresa Arvison. Congratulations. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mike Fitzgibbons, your play-by-play announcer for today's, for today's game between the Marist Redhawks and the Carmel Corsairs. The Corsairs on the road here at Marist High School. It's senior night at Marist, and I'm going to turn it over to the play at the, the field announcer and so they can finish with senior night, and we will be we will be here listening too as they're introducing their cheerleaders and their senior football players. Hannah, I'd like to introduce our manager, Nathan Benartsik. How about a nice round of applause? Andy and Chrissy Benartsik. Nathan, thank you for all your work here at Barrett. Next, number two, TJ Ivey. Ron Ivey Sr. and Nicole Ivey, congratulations. Number four, Nick Doman, Frank and Cheryl Doman, congratulations. Number five, Mike Lawler, Sean and Kathy Lawler, congratulations. Number six, Danny Meehan, Ted and Julie Meehan, congratulations. Well, Nick, before uh, we hear everybody 
that plays football in the history of Marist. Um, what do you think about tonight's game? What, what's interesting you about this matchup? Congratulations. I was hoping to see this week is a little bit more balance out of the offensive side of the ball. Kelly Marist played well last week, especially given the fact that really a second game in the high school. Number 27, Kevin Waller. Well, you're thinking the Corsair running attack is going to have to get itself going and get it early and often, aren't you? Yeah, I really am, especially against... Number 28, he's going to run. And they really don't want to hit you. And really congratulations. If the Corsairs can't bounce their attack with some run, could be a big target in the backfield there. Yeah, Marist has historically Marist is good on defense, but this year especially, and a couple weeks ago they held Brother Rice to seven points, and you know, they just play good defense, especially at home, uh, but Kelly McManus really did a great job last year, last week in his second game as a varsity player, how did he do, Nick? I think that's the hope because one of the things I think one of the goals the coaches talked about was was this week to try and get the try and get the defense off the field a little bit. I think our defense both games has really been tired in the fourth quarter. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, last week, especially in the second half, I thought the Barbers from DeKal really started to put it on them in the run game. Uh, and really got their off, really got the defensive front tired on their heels, uh, going down the stretch. And at, number sixty-four, Bernard Harvey. And, and we had, besides the first drive of the game, a four-play drive for a touchdown. We had played very, very well on defense all the way to right near the end of the first half, and then again till the fourth quarter. Didn't you think? I absolutely agree. Uh, in in fact, I think the Bobbers went down the field in four plays, scored a touchdown, uh, and were held scoreless again to, like you said, the very end of the half. But in between there, the Corsairs had had their own opportunity inside the five yard line, and just just didn't capitalize on that. It really could have been a seven seven game at half, and who knows how that changes things coming out of the half. Momentum is an interesting thing. Yeah, and, and of course, when you're when you're a team that's figuring out some new things, you, you need a little confidence. And boy, getting in there in the second quarter would have probably given this team some confidence. Absolutely, and I kind of feel like I'm harping on the fact that Calic Manis is a freshman, but but things like that really go a long way in terms of developing confidence um, and helping him maintain poise, especially in the in the backfield, standing back there by himself, trying to throw to five different receivers. Um, little things like that really add up. And, you know, and it's not like the defense didn't come up at big at times. They had a great big interception by Miles Trammell. And, and, and also, uh, even in Andy uh, tabbed junior linebacker Dan Norton as the player of the week for the team. And he had some big hits 
on defense for the Corsairs. Yeah, uh, Danny Norton for sure. Another name that we heard quite a lot last week was John Ivan up front. Um, Jimmy Harvey played well. Jacob Serwin. Um, they were not alone. And uh, I thought for sure that they played well defensively, especially in the first half. I just honestly felt like, the, you know, they got worn out in the second half. And Kalik Manis on the offensive side of the ball could really help them out by staying on the field, sustaining drives. And that, and that, and there, and that spells that. Plus the kicking game, uh, we had we had some ups and downs there too, didn't you think? Uh, both punting and kicking. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but the thing that sticks out to me the most is the fact that there's great potential. I also remember a couple really nice kickoff returns that again could help the offensive side and especially a young quarterback. Well, it would be good to it would be good to start our drives to have them start their drives on their side of the fifty, you know, and and not go three and out quickly like we did last week. Exactly, and again, I can't stress it enough. I think a balanced attack would really help with that. Yeah, and and Andy Bitto uh, mentioned to me that uh, that junior running back Nick Fisher is going to get tabbed tonight, and uh, they're excited about him. He's really fast. He's looked some, he's looked really good on some kickoff returns, and and as he runs his routes when he plays receiver, he runs his routes really hard. And they're saying he's been very impressive at practice. Oh, that's that's great to hear. I think that that speaks to what I'm talking about in terms of a balanced attack. I hope he's ready to play low, and I hope he's ready to run through some some really physical tackles tonight down here at Marist. Yeah, one of the things that we didn't mention till midway through the first quarter last week, but you know, we are dealing with some injuries and, and they're nagging and, you know, we, we didn't start our full, our full complement of players last week. And we're again in trouble in that regard. So, you know, we're finding guys are stepping up, which is great, but it's difficult when you, when you go in and you're in mid August and you're thinking these are your guys and you know, you're missing two or three starters both ways. Yeah, that is a difficult situation. The bottom line is, however, it's next man up, right? Um, when, when, you can, when you can stand in the huddle and you can look at the guy beside you and say, I'm playing for you tonight, and I'm playing for you tonight, and we're playing for each other tonight, you know, there's something to that. And it doesn't matter if, you know, you're pegged as a quote-unquote starter or you were getting all the reps in August, whatever. You're on the field tonight, and you have a job to do, and you work hard for the guy next to you, and you trust one another. Beautiful things can happen. You sound like uh, you sound like you did when you were a senior uh, playing in the mid '90s at Carmel, Nick. Uh, that, that sounded like a speech uh, that you might have given uh, be, at halftime if the coach left you talk. Did the coach ever let you talk, Nick? Uh, the coach in those years was extremely overbearing. It wouldn't give us a second to talk to one another. It was really all about him. And he's not going to give you a second now. Uh, next coach in the, in the mid '90s, of course, folks was. Well, it was me, and so, <laughs> and and Nick played in, in in situations, especially during his senior year, where we had a difficulty with injuries, and 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 what Nick's team did was was bounce back, and and that's what's you know you have a successful team and a successful year from things like that. This is a real test for the Corsairs. This is a really good Maris team on the road. And what about that too, Nick? You play Richards, you play DeKalb, 
and then you start to you start the conference season with Marist and Nazareth. How about that? Yeah, I don't know if it gets much more physical than that. And like you said, this is this is a great test for the Corsairs tonight. Uh, really could come out here and make a statement for themselves. Uh, and like we mentioned earlier, you know, really take a step forward in terms of some confidence going into conference play. And and I bet you're as happy as I am that they brought the rock group right into the right into the booth with us here for that music, aren't you, Nick? Oh yeah, this helps this helps quite a bit. If I wasn't pumped up already, this is really taking me over the top. <laughs> I, folks, I have headphones on and and I am not missing a beat here. So I don't know what you're hearing there, but goodness gracious. Um, I think the Corsairs got to get a little bit. They got some. They got some work out of their their wide receivers last week. They got to get a little more, like Nick said, out of their running backs, and we have to step it up on defense here. And uh, Nick, what about our receiving core? What you know? What you think? Well, you know, last week, Calic Manis did a nice job spreading the ball out. Uh, seven different receivers caught the ball, um, I, which I think is is promising. Once again, I, I feel like I'm harping on this, but a balanced attack would even help more with that. Uh, more receivers could touch the ball, and more often, if they could balance it out, actually. I think leaving Calic Manis back there by himself without any support from the run game actually hurts the passing game. So, again, I, I would like to see more balance and, and, and see what the receivers can do tonight. Yeah, and they got they got a couple of guys that have played a lot a lot of football for the Corsairs, like Noah Thigpen. He scored a touchdown last week, and and uh, and Chanel Green he had a he had a bunch of catches, and and I'm looking for big things from uh, Damone Williams Gray, uh, number eleven, Nick. Now he had one or two catches last week, but you know he he's really coming out. He didn't play a lot of football. He couldn't play last year, and and I'm thinking. I think the Corsairs are thinking pretty high about him. Plus, you got, uh, you know, Dino Kaliakmanis, who is uh, the the brother of the of the of our quarterback Ethan. So he's a good he's a good receiver. And Mikey Lucas had a good week last week. So that's a good that's a good core, don't you think? I do. Uh, Chanel Green, five receptions last week for 57 yards. Uh, Dino, uh, two receptions for 11 yards, and and Mikey Lucas, three receptions for 41 yards. Uh, I, I like the combination. I like also the little different uh, size differential between those three two as well, or those three as well, I should say. Uh, if I remember correctly, Mikey Lucas is more like an inside receiver, um, up the seams a little bit, and the other two are are bigger, maybe can stretch the field a little bit. And catch it at his highest point. Well, Chanel Green is six foot three. That's all of bigger, and and Mikey is five foot eight. So, and he was and he did a nice job slipping in the middle there on a number on a number of plays. And Noah's six one, uh, you know, and and Dino's at six feet. So, you're right, the smaller guys inside. And we're going. And the Corsairs went with a lot of five receiver look last week. Now you. You liked a little bit of that, but you didn't like to see it as much as you did, correct? And you're thinking they were banged up at running back, and that's why? Yeah, I, I guess I didn't understand the fact that they were banged up in the in the offensive backfield as much as they were. But we did see a ton of five receiver sets. Um, 
and I, you know, again, <laughs> I don't want to harp on this more, but you could still spread the field and still still attack from the run game. You know, they showed last week uh, some option, some option uh, runs, a little bit of jet sweep, and then some counters off of the jet as well. All of that is great. Pairing that up with, with the pass routes that come off of it could really be a complex attack. Uh, makes it makes it really difficult for a defense to defend. Yeah, that's and I, I think as this offense evolves, uh, we're going to get to see some more of that. I, you know, not only is there a freshman at the helm, this is the first time the Corsairs have run this defense. As a matter of fact, as a graduate and former coach in the program for a bunch of years, Nick, you were kind of surprised to see this when you got there. A quarterback standing back there throwing the ball, weren't you? Well, since since you're going to correct me every chance you get tonight, I'm going to take my probably one. Uh, you said that they're running a different defense, but really, they're did I say defense? You did. I apologize. <laughs> That's all right. I'm just glad you said that, so I could so I could get my little shot in here. Uh, but but yeah, to your point, totally different offense. Um, I, I really out of my wheelhouse. I'm used to more like a, you know, two wing backs with a fullback, you know, really running downhill, attacking with a triple option, triple option attack, which you can still do out of this stuff. Um, it's just a little bit different. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, folks, in case you're just tuning in, you know, we're about 13 and a half minutes before kickoff here at Marist High School. Uh, it was senior night. And, uh, and there was a really wild sophomore game before this. Uh, not a whole lot of sophomore games where there's 76 points scored. Um, going into the fourth quarter, Maris was leading 40 to 14, and it ended out 40 to 36. So that took a long time to finish. And then we had senior night. So it's a delayed beginning. So that's where we are right now. Uh, but, you know, coming up on 13 minutes to start as the, as the teams are getting, getting their warm-ups in. Uh, so we're just talking Nick Yeager's with me here. Uh, Nick Yeager, who played football for Carmel in the mid-90s, uh, quarterback and safety, and then went on to play at North Central College and came back and coached with the Corsairs for, was it, eight or nine years? And and then uh, he's moved up, moved along. But but he, he knows Carmel football inside out, and I still think uh, like the uh, other announcers have been, uh, bleeds a little brown and gold, do you, Nick? I have been accused of that, yeah, absolutely. Yes, as most of the Carmel alums that play football, they all want to know who's wearing their number, what position is played. So, Nick, would you have liked to play in an offense like this when you were playing quarterback? I, I would have, um, only because it would have given me more space to run, <laughs> which is what I really enjoyed to do most. Um, I'm sure that's coming coming through loud and clear in my in my comments and my demand for a more balanced attack. But the fact of the matter is that when you spread the field like that, you actually open up more run lanes. So would I have liked to to be in an offense like this? Absolutely. Well, yeah, Nick Nick played quarterback uh, and, and, and for really most of three years on the varsity and. And, and let's just say what he said is true. He ran the ball a lot. Uh, not all the times was that the call from the sidelines, but he ran the ball a lot. Uh, 
and he was a good one. And so looking out here, and it's a very different offense, what, he, what he's saying is true. You know, the running lanes are open. Let's see if we can get somebody in them. And you, look at, and you look down here at Marist High School and you, you look at this field. Uh, it's a storied field. You know, they, the field's built right next to uh, the, their big gymnasium. And, 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 and goodness gracious, they've seen a lot of great football. In this. And really, our rivalry with them goes all the way back to, you know, the, the early 70s. And there have been a lot of great games between Carmel and Marist. You had a few yourself, didn't you, Nick? I, I sure did. I, there are a couple things that I remember specifically about being down at Marist. One, uh, you kick extra points into a cemetery, which is always a little interesting, um, maybe discomfort, a, a little discomforting. Um, I do remember that because I did kick field goals and I did some kicking too. So uh, the other thing that I remember specifically about being down here is I think it was my sophomore year actually. It was a road game, so we had to pack a van in the morning uh, as we arrived to school. And somehow, someway, my pads and all my equipment didn't make the trip down here to the south side. So I was wearing someone else's equipment. And I don't know if you know this about me, Fisk, but I'm a little particular about, about things like that. And so... I remember that game specifically, not feeling comfortable, not feeling in rhythm. And I think the outcome showed that, too, actually. I don't think we won that game. No, I'm actually sure we didn't uh, because that, that slides over to me. You know, there's something to use that. Nick said on the way down to the game, folks, that he doesn't remember, uh, uh, you know, specific plays. And a lot of specific plays or specific games, he, re- he does remember some of them. But, now yeah, the head coach would remember most of them. And, and I do remember that night. Uh, it's interesting that Nick said uh, he, he somehow his pads didn't, and equipment didn't make it down that night. <laughs> and I think all of us that are fans of high school sports, and I'm a big one, uh, that's some the elusive somehow. Um, you know, when you get when you get to an away game and and the player has only his home jersey in, <laughs> in the bag, <laughs> and that happens every head coach. And I uh, head coaches uh, well, Andy's this way too. He has two lineman jerseys and two run <laughs> receiver and running back jerseys uh, extra in the bag right now. You could bet on it. Don't you think, Nick? Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to. And, and the reason, folks, isn't so one would rip. It's because somebody might forget. Um, we're waiting for them to, right now, the captains are shaking hands at uh, midfield. And we're waiting for the coin toss. And I think we're going to bring in a coin toss if... Uh, Nick can decipher this with me. Coach Andy Bitto, who's, who's won just south of about a million games at Carmel, uh, his staff, Ben Berg, Ryan Healy, Jim Lasky, Jim Malcolm, Bill Moss, Jim Regic, Trey Ross, Joe Rachek, and Ken Burgess. Uh, that's, that's Andy's staff. Um, a number of those guys were on my staffs, too, and they've been around Carmel for a long time. And that's what makes it special. That's what makes it special when you come back and you see some of your old coaches still around, right, Nick? Yeah, it's it's always been interesting for me uh, making the transition from a player to a coach, um, and then now looking down on the field from this vantage point, seeing these guys that I played for, that I coached with, 
and are now friends of. It's always interesting. It looks like, uh, did Maris win that toss, Fitz? It looks like they've elected to receive. I don't know what he just did. Was that a kick or a receive? Maris is going to receive, and I think they're going to, I'm for sure they're going to defend the south end zone. And folks, that's to our left in the press box here. Uh, so when I'm saying left or right, uh, Maris is going to defend the south end zone. The Corsairs are going to be kicking off when we get started in a little over six minutes. Uh, the conference has fared well in non-conference play. Conference play begins this week. Uh, there's been some really exciting battles already because Notre Dame played Bennett last week out of conference, which just tells you uh, the East Suburban Catholics is a tough conference. They can't get games. So they played each other even though they don't play in a conference. And Notre Dame won on a Field goal as time ran out. And I thought Notre Dame was going to be pretty good this year, but Bennett was picked to be really good. And that was, uh, many folks called it a stunning upset, 17-14. to 14. So a lot of good football going on. Joliet Catholic actually has a win, and they were, uh, well, they were 1-8 and eight last year and kind of fell off the radar. But they've already got that win and matched that and played very tough in their loss. So, you know, all the teams top to bottom again, Nick. East Suburban Catholic, rugged football. Yep, that's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get from the SEC. That's the way it's always been as far as I've known it. And it doesn't sound like anything's changing anytime soon. You're going to get a physical brand of football, especially tonight down here in the south side. And uh, my hope is that we see the, the Corsairs match that, especially up front, and uh, we'll see what happens here tonight. Yeah, and you know, it's been been said to me a number of times, you know, the teams that run the spread offense, uh, they aren't as physical. Uh, this is a very physical <laughs> brand of football. Both, both teams run a spread, and it's still going to be a very physical game, correct? Absolutely. Like I said, Maris is going to, they're going to bring the house tonight defensively, um, and they're looking to hit for sure. So Carmel really has has no option other than to to match that. And the result's going to be a, a lot of booms up front. Well, we're ta they're taking their, their last warm-ups here. And, and I was watching uh, what you were talking about, Nick, there, when, when Maris was running their first defense out there. And, and uh, well, like all teams, that, you know, you get, you get, they got the, the juice is going right now, but they really do fly to the ball, and they got some big dudes up front there. Uh, the guy over the center, whoops, <laughs> he is large. Let's see how large he is. Six three three hundred. That's kind of what I thought. His name is Elijah Tig, and he and he can move for six three three hundred. He sure can. I was watching that too. Uh, so once again, you know, up front, Corsairs are going to have to come ready to play tonight, ready to play physical, and really going to have to be athletic up front too, uh, protecting those bigger gaps. So what are we looking for, folks? We're looking for Carmel to run the ball a little more effectively than last week. They threw the ball very effectively last week, especially considering freshman quarterback in his second start. Uh, threw for 53%, 243 yards, uh, a touchdown. No interceptions. I mean, 
he had a really, really, really a good game. But we got to run the ball better. So we're looking for that, and we're looking for our defense to get off the field. You know, get off the field. We had, as we talked about last week, we had a lot of third and one, third and two, third and one, third and two. And we got to get out of those situations. And uh, I think we're looking to improve on that. Jim Ratchick is the defense, longtime defense coordinator for the Corsairs. And if you don't know what a 3-3 stack is, that's what we run. And we run all kinds of looks off it, all kinds of different blitzes. And, you know, we look to be more effective with that tonight. Uh, so I'm certain that the Corsairs will be the big goal for defense. I can hear Jim at practice in other years. Get off the field. And... Uh, I'm sure that that's, I'm really surprised. <laughs> I'm remembering, Maris is an award-winning band, folks, and I'm remembering uh, <laughs> we are down by the, our guys are warming up inside the 20 because their their band takes up oh, a good 60, 65 yards of, of field. And I'm just remembering a lot of pregames that got interrupted down here, Nick. Yeah, I remember that as well, now that you mention it. In fact, I remember having to do our warm-ups off of the main field and in that, in the, I think it's the baseball field, actually, adjacent to the football field. Um, it looks like we're actually going to get some turf tonight inside the 20 to, to stay on. So that was nice of them. Come to think of it, I, uh, looking across the field as the band is starting to get themselves together, it doesn't look, as, it doesn't look quite as big as it did in the past. Is that just me, or what do you think, Fitz? Is that is that the same band that we're used to seeing? No, it's not. And you're right. Uh, there's a, quite a few less people in their band, and and I I, I very clearly remember there being uh, 80 football players and 110 band members, and the football coaches complaining there were more. Our band has more guys than our football team does, and I'm like, I would say, well, you have 80 football players. Can you find 11 good ones? You know. I, they're complaining about numbers and hit 80 guys in a varsity. We're about we're about a minute before a game's supposed to start, folks, and <laughs> and the Maris band is well. They're looking up at Nick and I, Nick and me right now across the field. Uh, they're not moving to any position. So, but you know, you always know a band is ready to go when the tubas get picked up. And the tuba, the tubas got picked up, so you can tell we're almost at kickoff. <laughs> Hats off to our sophomores for not giving up tonight, Nick. You know, it was 40 to 14. We gave up two defensive, uh, two touchdowns to their defense, and and we're down 40 to 14. It was a close game before half, 21-14, and then boom, it's 40 to 14, and they didn't go run and hide, did they? No, they didn't. They they really stuck with it. They tried to battle back their best after a few after a few slip ups there. And uh, yeah, like you said, hats off to them for staying with it. You're listening to WSFI 88.5 FM in Antioch. Uh, before we get started, WSFI 88.5 FM is proud to be the voice of the Corsairs all season long. Whether the games are at home or away, now you can root for the Corsairs each week exclusively on WSFI 88.5 FM or online at WSFIRadio.org. Oh, by the way, if you want to hear it again or you didn't miss a game, go to WSFI Podbean 
Corsair.com and listen to it on demand. Corsair football, don't miss a minute. Good evening, and welcome to Red White. We're, we're going to turn it over to the field announcer.
Nick, there's something. There's something about. You know, there's something about hearing the national anthem and a and a prayer before a sporting event. It, it just makes me feel fortunate to be here. Yeah, I agree. It, especially in a high school setting, I think it really sets the tone and delivers a, a healthy message, especially for our youngsters in our in our society today. And they come to a come to a Catholic high school and both both Catholic schools playing each other and and you and everyone's asked to be silent for the prayer and silent for the anthem and, and you just I mean folks there are literally there's gotta be four thousand people here and that was absolute silence, and it is. It is. Our Bears band now performs its most difficult and intricate drill, the strip bears. Just makes you feel good about announcing high school sports and high school sports at two Catholic high schools, two fine Catholic high schools. The band is still on the field, and the tubas are still winging around, Nick. So we're about to start, but not yet. Because they do their little. Uh... Performance? Is that the word you're looking for, Fitz? I wasn't looking for performance. You know, I think I've heard this song in my, uh, well, sometimes dreams, sometimes nightmares. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Remember the story I told about not having the right equipment? It all started with. With, with this type of music, this huge band on the field. Yeah, this brings back some memories for sure. I'm remembering that we used to, Nick talked about the kick, the field goals and extra points. They go into a cemetery, uh, folks, uh, on the north end, and they did have a screen up for a while, Nick, in the early uh, 2000s. They don't have it up anymore, but, you know, the, the kicks would go there. And then the other side, the kicks go into the parking lot. And I'm clearly remembering a big field goal we kicked uh, to win a game 9-6 to six here. And, and it was very, very exciting. It was about 10 seconds ago in the game. And our manager was a really funny young man. Uh, came running back in with the ball because he had to go out there. He had to go out there when a Anytime there's a kick, he, or else somebody from the neighborhood would run away with our football. Uh, same on the cemetery side, but he came running back in. And he said, that was a great kick, wasn't it, Coach? Yeah. I said, are you really happy? I said, yeah. And he said, well, you won't be when you get to the parking lot. The ball broke the window of our van. <laughs> but you know what? We won. Well, at the risk of sounding insensitive, I guess that's all that really matters, isn't it? No, all that really mattered to me, well, besides the win was I didn't have to drive the van. I was, I was on a bus. There's no way I could drive a van. So you mentioned 
the possibility of losing the ball if it went to the parking lot and the cemetery. Who's who's taking it from the cemetery? That's a great that's a great question. But during Mayor's home games, there are all kinds of kids in that cemetery waiting for kicks. I it, it's something you learn over the years, and I'm surprised you didn't already know that. <laughs> and we're about seeing a halftime show here before the game, folks. And uh, but they do put on a nice show. They put on a great show, and I can't help but notice there's our Corsairs on the baseball field adjacent to the football field. I suppose that's that's the part maybe that I remember. They they did get kicked off the field tonight. <laughs> yes, well yes they did, and and they're continuing the warm up back there. And what's the point of staying out here while the Maris team runs on the field and rips through that Maris Red Hawk, you know, banner, whatever it is? I wonder how many of those they have ripped through. I don't know. I, I think over the years they're getting smarter and smarter because back in the day it was just a big piece of paper that they'd have to repaint every single week. I think now it's more of a cloth. Yep, there it goes. It's Velcro. That's thinking. The magic of Velcro. 2017 high school football. The magic of Velcro. I think the I think the big guy led the charge there. He had a sledgehammer, a sledgehammer in his hand. <laughs> He's a big individual with a really big hammer, and there's a cemetery. I'm scared. <laughs> no reason to be scared, Nick. We're all the way up here, and we're not going into the cemetery to fetch any footballs. That's for sure. I hope we kick a few in there tonight, though. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, folks, why I got a minute. Do you like the idea of supporting our local Catholic high schools and supporting their programs, sports programs? Consider sponsoring these broadcasts. WSFI 85 88.5 FM will market your organization during the game. And you make these games possible to air. Sponsorship packages start as low as $135 per game. And we reach up to 1.3 million listeners in parts of northern Illinois and southern Wisconsin. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Contact us at info at WSFIRadio.org or call 224-206. 8455. That's 224 and, and, you know, while I'm at it, homecoming's fast approaching. Make sure every picture's at your best. Call Jandy Salon now to book your appointment. For over 35 years, the Jandy Salon has been part of the Carmel Catholic family. So don't get left out. Make your appointment now at Jandy Salon in Lindenhurst. Call 847-356-8411. That's 847-356-8411. Both kicking teams are huddling. This game is sponsored in part by Salerno's Pizza, 206 Milwaukee Avenue in Libertyville, Illinois, featuring half-price pizza for the Cubs and Bears games. Some say their old family red sauce recipe is the best in town. For more information about Salerno's, that can be found at GoSalerno's.com. Brian 
Kicking off for the course is Ryan Monkman. Deep for the Red Hawks. Even at home, you can't see the numbers. Yeah, the red on red, we can't. Brian Monkman deep for the, will be kicking off for the course. We can't see the two guys deep. But it is a 6-3-2, and we went, and we onside kick, and the course has got it. Monkman got it himself, and you know what? That was the old cyclone, Nick. That was the old cyclone. Could you give that a quick explanation? Uh, the cyclone is just a, uh, basically what it is, is a, it's a short onside kick straight ahead, um, and the, the front line of the kicking team just runs basically at the guy in the middle of the front line on the receiving team and blasts him out of there so the kicker can recover his own ball. That's exactly what happened. First and 10 Carmel at the 49-yard line of Marist. Ethan Kaliakmanis calling the signals. Double slot. Hand off to Nick Fisher. He's still up, and he gets about three or four, Nick. I like it. First down, run, gain of, what do we got, three? I like that. As we said, we'd probably see some of Nick Fisher, and right away we get a little taste of him. And he ran hard, spun, got an extra couple yards there. We just saw Brooke Lennon go off the field limping. Sean Bates comes in. He's an offensive lineman and switch pretty quick. So the first play, we had double slot. Slot each way, folks, and now we're going to get it again. Fisher back. He throws it to his brother. Gain of about, well, one, really. Gain of one to... Ethan Dino, third and six at the 45. He rolled to his right, threw the short, the short out there. It was well covered, but it was a nice throw. Yeah, I, I like the start. Again, establishing some balance right off the bat. Now you got the five wides, three one way, two the other. Fisher goes out to a slot on the right. So it's an empty backfield. Nope, and there's an interception. That's his first one. He was trying to hit Fisher, who was hooking up there to the first down marker, and it was intercepted. I don't think he saw that. I don't think he saw that outside linebacker. It's a sophomore linebacker playing outside there for the Red Hawks, and he just stepped. I don't think Ethan saw him at all. First and 10, Marist at their own 43. 11.06 to go, first quarter. That's the give, and that's their, that's their, that's their work, or workhorse. Tariq Abrams in on the, on the tackle. Jake Serwin, who leads the team in tackles. And there he is, linebacker. Gain of about two. Second and eight at the 45. Yeah. Oh. 
A missed tackle there. To Ron Ivy with the catch. Sean Graham came up to make the tackle, but he broke a tackle. Hold on. Yeah. First and 10, Marist. At the Corsair 47 yard line. Uh, this is a fake, a pulling guard, and a swing pass. Pretty good running back. Yeah, really, really good running back there. Last two plays. Unfortunately for the Corsairs, uh, contact right away. The missed tackles. You know, we missed him at the line of scrimmage again. First and 10 at the 36. And he's getting it again, and there he goes again. All right. Matt Kowalski helped make the tackle, buddy. Second and eight. Second and two. Gain of eight. Ball to the course here at 28. Jimmy Harvey helped make that tackle. This time they got him. He got stood up and stopped. Drake Abrams, Jimmy Harvey again. Harvey on the Going to be third about one at the 27. Mayor's going all hurry up here. Nick. Yep. Yeah, baby. You got it. You got it. He got the first down. Brought down by Serwin. Jake Sherwin with the tackle, but he got to the 23. And this is probably four down territory, Nick. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Inside the 30 here. And it really doesn't seem to have much trouble moving the ball here. Trips to the left side and, and single receiver right. Dante Arell. And there he goes again. He may get in. And it's a 23-yard. Nope. He got knocked out of the bounds at the five. An 18-yard run. Sean Graham pushed him out of bounds. Yeah, he's really impressive-looking. Really big kid in the backfield. Showing, showing a willingness to run tough up the middle and some, and some speed on the outside there. Yeah. 5'10", 195. Harrell. No, that there. When that was him again and nothing. Jimmy Harvey in there. Jimmy Harvey and Matt Kowalski on the tackle, among others. Game of one, second and goal to four. Yes, a little swing, the cut, and he cuts back, but it, nothing doing. Jake Serwin got out there and it stayed with it. He tried to cut back and it didn't work, and it's going to be a gain of. He got one again, third and three. Yeah, there was a nice job there. Turned the action back in to his compadres. We were able to help him out. 
Yeah, that was a quick swing. He got the snap and threw it right away. It's kind of like a little toss. That's all it is, right? My guy, Third guy. goal at the three. And play action pass to a wide open Teron Ivy in the back of the end zone. Touchdown, Marist. That was shades the last week a little bit. They had the jet sweep action, which they faked, and then they slipped the guy right up the middle of the field there, wide open in the back of the end zone. Yeah, he was a slot to the left side, and he just went to the back of the end zone and hooked up. And so, Maris is going to kick extra point. Problem. Corsair is the legal substitution. That'll move it half the distance. And Aiden D'Amico, their kicker, is still going to kick it from now the eight. And there's one into the middle of the cemetery, Nick. Yeah, sure is. Hopefully they can race the kids from the neighborhood back there and get the ball back. 7.46 to go, first quarter. Merrick, seven. Caramel, zero. You're listening to All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week on WSFI Antioch 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Here we go with the kickoff. Maris will kick off from the left hash. We haven't seen this yet this year. Kicking from a hash mark. Aiden D'Amico. And his kick is going, going, going. And we're going to run it out. Nice. Miles Trammell. Trammell on the return. Looked like Lawrence set up there. Lawrence set up at the 22-yard line. He got up to the 22, a 22-yard return. Trammell. Trammell. And it's first time at the 22. Yeah, I was just going to say, he's right there. It's pronounced Kellyak Mannis. Kellyak Mannis? Kellyak Mannis. Kellyak Mannis. Yeah, that's perfect. So it is the guys we thought starting at the receiving core, Nick, exactly who we mentioned in the pregame. Yeah, Noah with Big Pen, Dino Kelly, minus. Little throw to Chenille, and that's right to Chenille Green. Chenille Green down the sideline, pushed out of bounds at about the 35 yard line. That's a forty. That's a forty-three yard gain, and a nice little pitch, pitch and catch there. He ran right down the sideline. 
They're marking him out of bounds at the 37, so it's a 41-yard gain. Yeah, I love that play. Trips to the field, throwing a fade back to the short side. Great touch on that ball by Calic Menace. Yeah, they sent Damone Williams Gray in short motion. And he did it again and threw it to Dino. And Dino makes a nice move, and Dino's going to score. Yeah. <laughs> a great, a great move, move in the middle of the field by Dino Kelly-McManus from his brother, Ethan. 37-yard touchdown. A two-play drive. 78 yards. Dino Kelly-McManus. Wow. Those guys, I tell you what, two really impressive throws by Kelly-McManus. Uh, and two totally different throws. The first one, the fade on the sideline, demanded a lot of touch over the top. The second one, a slant to the left, really fired it into the right on the line. And his brother, Dino, did a great job getting it right at the seam after the catch, making a move down the field. Great play. And Monkman's extra point is good. That, that was into the park a lot. I think we were parked. 7.26 to go. <laughs> In the first quarter, and we're tied at seven. A two play, 78 yard drive. I think it stunned this crowd, Nick. There's a little bit of a hush, except for the band, of course. The band here is never quiet. No, this is the kind of band that stays in your dreams for a long time, no doubt about it. You know, all Catholic Financial Life, our members are offered scholarship benefits from grade school through college at Catholic Financial Life. So to learn more about eligibility for these or many other values and added benefits, call Matt Tomlinson, 847-548-6288. That's Matt Tomlinson. Uh, 847-548-6288. Ryan Monkman tees it up. Here we go. Last time he teed it up, he had an onside kick. Let's see this time. He's kicking it straight down the field. It bounces, it bounces. Picked up at the five-yard line. 20. And he's swarmed at the 20. First one there was Brandon Anderson, number 50. It's a junior linebacker lineman. Brandon also plays a little basketball. First and 10 Maris at the 20. 15-yard return. Here come the Red Hawks. The quarterback is Michael Marquette. He's a six foot, 175-pound junior. Oh, and of course there's a running in their 11th guy, and that's kind of, when you're doing that, that's going to happen. That's a 10-yard run. We did not have 11 guys on the field. Somebody forgot to come in. Christian Mack was smart enough to run out there. Actually, I think he got in on the tackle, too. Now Camden Strutzel replaces him on the line. 
There's a there's a jet sweep. I see a flag in the five yard five yard gain. Last year's player of the week, Dan Norton, in on the tackle. Let's see what the flag what the flag is going to be. Sideline warning. Sideline warning. And now we got second and five at the 35. 657. So in the first quarter. How many times are you going to get one of those? This is second. That's okay. Man. Get one. No, the month. Yeah, so you don't get it. No, it's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, second and five for Maris. Second and five, it's a 35. A man comes in motion and they throw the other way. And he, oh, did he go to his knee? I thought he did. And he's brought down, but not after a 10 yard gain to the 45. Miles Trudeau with the capital to tackle. 45 yard line. Halverson. Jonathan Young with the help, with some help. Yeah, that there's just a quick wide receiver screen. Cornerback's really got to charge that right away and get his hands on that guy before before it takes on a block. Here comes Varel. Time for two-yard game. Jimmy Harvey's having a game, Nick. John Bratt back in at what we would say. That short corner. Taking over for Ben Halverson. There's a slip screen again. Nice tackle. Nice tackle by Jake Serwin. But he gained about a seven, third and one. Here we go, Nick. Third and one at the course there. 46. Morrell. Stop right away, but he's still got the first down. Serwin again. Jake Serwin on the tackle. First down. Yeah. He, had, he had help again yeah. from Kowalski. First and 10 Maris at the Carmel 44 with 515 to go in the first quarter. Oh, look at this. Tyrell on the hall on the left side and he gets it all the way inside the 30, down to the 20, 28. Sean Graham with the tackle. Sean Graham already has about four or five tackles. That's not good because he's playing safety, Nick. Yeah, it's never good when your safeties are uh, collecting tackles like that. But, boy, I tell you, this uh, Harrell, he's a, he's a good-looking back back there. First and 10 from the course there, 28. And it's Harrell again. He gets to the 25. Kowalski in on a tackle. Abrams. And Tariq Abrams. 
Second and seven at the 25. Four stairs need a stop, Nick. We need to do something big here on defense. We got a slot to the right, wide receiver left. That's actually a trips look. And a throw, and touchdown. 25-yard touchdown pass. Young was back there. Young was back there. That was just a great throw and catch. Yeah, it was a great throw. And, you know, the, the, the thing that makes that happen, though, is a steady dose of Harrell. He's really doing a nice job running the ball up the middle, getting to the second level. But the, but the, the Maris Redhawks are, are really showing a more balanced attack tonight. And this is what we talked about in the pregame. A balanced attack and a steady dose of the run opens up the passing lanes down to the field. That's an, that was another junior, Billy Skalitsky, uh, the receiver who caught that ball. So that was a junior to a junior. So it's 14-7. 4 16 to go, first quarter. 14-7. You know, join WSFI 88.5 FM for the Healing the Whole Person Conference on October 27th and 28th at Mundelein Seminary. The conference will feature Kyle Clement, a 15-year veteran trainer of Catholic priest exorcists. And Father Bob Sears. We will focus on healing of unwanted gen- unwanted. For more information or to register for the conference, visit WSFICatholicRadio.org or call 224-206-8455. Corsairs lining up deep. Shramel, Picnic Fisher. Yep. Miles Tramel, Nick Fisher deep for the Corsair. And this one's going to be Fisher, the 13. And he gets the same, and he keeps well, he keeps moving. I tell you, up around the 30, where he's brought down. Jake Dewar. Dewar. on the stop. I see where they're going to place that. They are at the 29. First and 10 29. 29. 14 to 7. Got Doubles. Doubles. Empty backfield. Wide receiver. Mikey Lucas. First time he got the ball. Mikey gets upfield for, for about five and a little screen pass. Yeah, it took a big hit on the sideline, too. Nonetheless, a gain of four or five there. It's a good-looking play on first down. It's up around the 33 or 34, second and short, a short six or a long five, Nick. Noah, Big Pen, and Dino, and Damone just left. Oh, tipped and intercepted. Nope, they're saying it hit the ground. They're saying it hit the ground. 
Yeah, that was the same play that they scored on earlier. A slant to Dino Caligmanis. The inside linebacker did a nice job making an adjustment that time, really coming out and challenging the play. Caligmanis kind of short-armed that a little bit. Ended up being a tip ball. And he, and, it was, and he tipped it, which is always a big problem because it gives the safety a chance to get under it. Um, you don't like to see when the quarterback's trying to tell receivers where to go. It's empty backfield, third and six. Oh, and he threw it to his brother on a streak. The second receiver to the left side. Incomplete. It's going to be fourth and sixth, and the Corsairs are going to be punting it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually got behind the defense there, Dino Calakmanis did. Uh, his brother, Ethan, was taking some pressure in his face, though. I think maybe if he could step up, he may have a better opportunity to put some touch on that ball and let Dino run underneath it. And you're thinking, like I was, that that touch was was missing. He threw it too hard, didn't he? Yeah, I, I think he ended up having to rush the rush the throw, actually. Ooh. Nice punt. Nice and that's a fair catch called. But Monk went with a nice punt. Yeah, up the 38 yard line. line. About a 30 yard punt. First and 10, Marist at their own 38. 347 left here in the first quarter. Yeah, I don't think they were set. Harrell for about 11. Right near midfield. They did there as they faked that motion back, Nick, and gave it again to the running back. Yeah, that's the same thing that uh, DeKalb was doing to us last week, running that, running that action off of the, the jet sweep. That was just the counter off the jet sweep action there. That was. And I don't think they were set, but I'm not the one calling it. That was a nice look. They sent Corral got about three. Stood about the 30. Carmel 48. But they sent that wide receiver Sharon Ivy, the guy who snorted a 6'5", 230-pound receiver. They sent him in short motion across, slow motion across, and he trapped Tariq Abrams, which we saw a little bit about that last week. He got 6'5", 230. That's like a lineman. And there's a wide open receiver in the seam, and that's a first down. The same guy who scored the touchdown, John Brott and Miles Tremellon in a tackle, but an eight-yard gain to the Carmel 40, first and 10, Marist. Same guy got the touchdown, Billy Skalitsky on the catch from Michael Marquette. First and 10, Marist. Carmel 40, 2.43 left in the first quarter. Corral, Corral, nice! Corral again. 
not helping us when we miss him, Nick. Serwin came all the way back and made the tackle, but yeah, Harrell's he's not doing, doing the, the defense any favors, making it easy on him at all. He's really looking good out there. Yes, he made a great hesitation move causing this tackle at the line of scrimmage. So second and one at the Carmel 31. Well, first I'm telling you, they send that Ivy across the formation in slow motion, this time right to left, and he was a lead blocker, and he's like a lineman at 6'5", 230, and he just led through there. Ball's now around down to the 25. First down, missed. First and 10 at the 25. And he missed another missed tackle. And he's inside the 10. That's the line of scrimmage. Balls at the 10 yard line, gain of 15. First and goal for Merritt. He eluded a few guys in that one. First and goal at the 10. Another trap. I. Last time he trapped Trey Rosetta, the outside linebacker, and he got a yard. Johnny Ivan. We need to call that name a little more, Nick. He made the tackle on that play. Second and nine. Yeah, we heard his name a lot last week. This goes to what we were talking about in the pregame again. There's going to be a really big battle up front. Some big bodies up there. Unfortunately for Carmel right now, Maris is winning that battle. And they're... Receiver got in front of Fisher in the end zone and boxed him out. Nine yard touchdown pass. Number one. To Jaden Thompson, a sophomore. What he did was he ran into the end zone and boxed out our safety. Yeah, he did a nice job attacking the ball at its highest point. But again, that, that's a touchdown pass off a of play action to Harrell. Merritt did a really nice job establishing themselves in the run game. And it's again, allowing them to make big plays in the pass game. So, with 47 seconds left in the first quarter, Merritt 21, Carmel 7. Since 1921, the Bears and Packers, the Bears and the Packers, have been battling helmet to helmet. Now, WSFI will be hosting a Bears-Packers history shootout, featuring Chicago Bears Patrick McCaskey crossing the Cheddar Curtain to take on John Lombardi of the famous Vince Lombardi dynasty. Stump the experts, or maybe they'll stump you. September 12th at 6 p.m. at Holy Rosary Parish Wisconsin, Wisconsin is Tuesday night, September 12th at Holy Rosary Parish in Kenosha. Call WSFI Radio 
224-206-8455 or go online at WSFIRadio.org. Aiden D'Amico to kick off again from the left hash for the Red Hawks. This time it's going to be Miles Trammell at about the two, maybe the one. Miles looking, looking for space, and he's running left, and that's not going to work. Trying to make a big play and on a kick return, yeah. Running sideways, not a good idea. Yeah, never a good idea, especially not on a kickoff return. Maris did a nice job staying in their lanes on the kick. On the kick. And uh, once you start going sideways at that point, you're done. First and Carmel at their own six. I mean, at five yards on that return, and that's a problem. Well, Fisher for about four. He got four. First time he's touched the ball since early in the early in the first quarter. That's another four-yard gain for him. Once again, though, first down, run the ball, gain of five or so. Again, establishing some balance here. I think we're, I'm sorry, Nick, I think we're taking it to the quarter, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, maybe taking a lesson from the Maris attack, though. Establishing balance in the run game will open up the pass again. And I, I could tell right now that Carmel wants to throw the ball. But they're going to be hurting if they if they just throw the ball. They have to be able to run the ball. Then I show the. Be nice to see him wheel off a long drive here from their own six. We're going to have second and six from the ten when we start the second quarter. So. We need a stop on defense really badly, that's for sure. Uh, I have a minute, folks. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio invites you to the 6th Annual Fall Benefit and Fundraiser on Friday, November 3rd at Mundelein Seminary. Doors open at 5.30, and the event will feature a live and silent auction so you can get your Christmas shopping done early while helping to keep local Catholic radio on the air. The keynote speaker is Milwaukee Archbishop Jerome Lasecki. To make reservations, call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit wsfiradio.org and click on events. That's wsfiradio.org and click on events. Forsters, come to the line, to the 10-yard line, going left to right, second and six. You think? When he threw it, he had him open. Kelly Manis rolled out, and then he tried to make a, something out of nothing. Uh, the original receiver, I think, was Noah Thickpen. And then he saw Damone Williams Gray as he rolled further. He was being chased and threw it a little low and outside. Yeah, he actually, a nice, a nice designed play off of play action. The number one receiver was actually the inside receiver. He was open early. Um, Kelly Manis didn't see him until too late, and then it became a broken play. But it shows us that he could make something out of nothing many times. 
And that's Fisher straight ahead for about two. It's going to be fourth down and four. There's a flag and a play. There's a flag and a play, and we're going to get a signal right now, and it looks like Personal foul against Maris. First down, course there. Yeah, so look at that last play selection, the last three plays. Run on first down, play action on second down, which was open. You complete that play, you come back to the run, which is what they try to do on third down, which is a better play on third and two rather than third and six. But again, the balance, more balanced attack here to start the second quarter. Looks like a good idea. First 10 Corsairs at the 26-yard line. Be nice if they got some yards to do that, Nick. They need to get some yards on the ground. Double slot. Fisher in the backfield. Ooh. Oh. Again. Ethan had somebody in his face. He throws it over the middle, right at the channel's head. They kind of popped out, and that was almost another interception. Yeah. Despite having a lot of pressure in his face, though, Kelly Kness put it right on the money. He did, and and, and his brother had hooked up at about about seven yards from the line of scrimmage and was open. To be second and ten, again double slot. And he throws it away. Incomplete. Incomplete. We're going to get third and ten. Is there a flag? There is a flag. And that's going to be, I think, intentional grounding. Uh, Maybe not. Uh, They're walking back. It's against Carmel. Holding Corsairs. I think they're declining it. Yes, they are. Holding, holding penalty on the Corsairs. I always thought Nick, when you hold, is you're gonna hold. Don't let your quarterback get chased around and hit like that. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, unfortunately, on that play, it's a little bit too much for the front to handle there. Now they're deciding to take the penalty. <laughs> now, second and, second and 25, because the infraction was five-yard penalty in the scrimmage. It's back at the 10. They, they let them do a duel over there, Nick, and, make their, and remake the decision. That's a, That's a screen. That's the Damone Williams Gray, and he gets pushed out of bounds all the way back up at the 25, gain of 15. That's going to leave bounds, gain of 14 to the 24. It's going to leave us about a third and 12, third and 11. It's a nice, nice little play call. Yeah, it sure was. I like seeing him in space. In retrospect, that was a good, that was a good redo for Maris. 
because that would have been a first down there. Yeah, I like to see the ball get in his hands. Nice to see it get in Chanel Green's hands, like we did earlier. Oh, we got the double slot again, and Green and Williams Gray down here. Dino and no up top. The fake, and then down he goes. Play action, and that was a sack. So what, what's happening here is Maris is really pressing on the edge. Their cornerbacks and their safeties are up tight on their receivers, which makes it tough to get rid of the ball quickly. And then on top of that, they're sending extra pressure with their backers at Calic Mass. He really has no time to throw the ball. Huntman gets a nice foot under it. Back to all the way to the 46, but we didn't cover it well. All the way out of bounds. Carmel 35. That's a 17-yard return. 10-20 to go. Second quarter. First and 10 Maris at the 36 at Carmel. Jasper Pico got down there right away, and I just didn't think that was a good angle. And return man, well, we'd love to give you their names, folks. It's really hard to see their numbers. So, uh, it was number one, though. Jaden Thompson, who scored a touchdown earlier. Died of Harrell. Nobody blocked. You're probably on a block, Sirwin. They didn't block Jake Sirwin. He made the tackle. Gain a two. I'll take it. Take two more of those and let it kick. Balls at 34. Take. Throw. Nope. Nope. Incomplete. Really nice coverage by by Graham. Well, actually, we've seen him now two two different times. He has a nice game tonight. He had a nice game. That was a really nice play. His positioning right there, Nick, was really good. Yeah, sure it was. He stayed in his hip pocket, as they say, and didn't let anything behind him there. Good job. Make an adjustment to play action. Kind of adjusted his adjusted his speed as he was running, and there was no other receiver could that speed. Because Sean slowed down. You get to do that. Here comes a blitz, and we missed him. And then the throw, and then the catch inside the 10-yard line, and there's what happens. Brought down by Fisher. Fisher. Jake Fisher brings him down, but we had a blitz there, and uh, Danny Norton blitzed right in the middle. Nobody picked him up, and he just Marquette missed up the side. Yep, got him. Okay. Another great play by Serwin right there. Serwin again. Now second and goal at the seven with 919 to go in the half. Boy, that was a big play. Blitz right, right up in the middle. middle. 
right, right where you want it. Giving him a lot, lot of cushion. A lot of cushion up top. Quarterback takes it on a draw right into the end zone. Takes it again, again to Harrell. Legal tackle Harrell. Nick. Yeah, once again, uh, a big play off a of play action to Harrell. I can't stress it enough. You're going to spread the field. You have to be able to run the ball in order to create the balance that you need in order to make the big plays down the field, either in the pass game or in that case, quarterback just kept it up the middle. And the breakdown is uh, not only our defense has not stopped them one time, but, you know, there's a breakdown all over the place there. We, we got ourselves in trouble with a big penalty, punted, and they had a good punt return. They give up a 17-yard punt return, which gives them a short field from the 36. And even though their offense is on fire, we need to have make them drive long periods, don't you think? Yeah, that's a good point. You go back to the penalty, the play right after the penalty would have been a first down. And that's a big hit to take. Going back to what we talked about before the game, it's those little things that can really go a long way in terms of developing confidence, Helping especially a young player like Alec Mannis maintain poise. Just a reminder, everyone, that the game is sponsored in part by Salerno's Pizza at 206 Milwaukee Avenue in Libertyville. Featuring half-price pizza for the Cubs and Bears games. Some say the old family red sauce recipe is the best in town. For more information about Salerno's, Go to GoSalernos.com. Now we get a different look. He's still kicking. Abe D'Amico still kicking from left hand, but now we get the same if it's from a different. Now he kicked it out of the end zone. Corsair ball, first and 10 at the 20. But 8.59 to left, go in half. We need to drive. We need a drive. Here we go. Double slot again. Nathan switches neck to his right. And gives it to him. And he runs right into the line. Right into his left guard. And that's going to be a no gain second and ten. Yeah, with this kind of pressure that the Maris front is putting on the offensive front and the pressure that the defensive backs are putting the receivers. I wonder if, they, if we might see Cali Commandus to get on the edge a little bit here, see if they move him outside the pocket. Yeah, we are getting five wides, empty back. He throws it to his brother Dino, but it's a gain of one, gain of two. It's going to be third and eight. They bring Tariq Abrams in on offense. They take, take out Damone Williams-Gray. Now, that's got to be something different. Tariq played offense most of his time, and it's four years at Carmel. He's a defensive lineman starting now. 
Let's see where he lines up. He's lining up in the backfield. And that's a toss to Fisher. And Tariq led him around in. He got about three. To the 25. Bohannon. Boy, Fisher runs hard, you know. He's certainly not shying away from any contact. And he's finished off, finished off every single run that he has. He's running to the whistle every time. Fourth and six at the 24. Yeah, it got blocked. Ben Packer's punt is blocked, and that's going to be a, a Maris touchdown. Ben Packer punting for the Corsairs. Uh, you, know, Nick, you know, he took a little long there. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting approach there to his steps. Stepping to the right. For a few steps and then trying almost like a almost like a side swipe type of a form, and it just kicked it right into the guy. So it's 6:57 to go. It's Maris 34, Carmel seven. And this has been a disaster of a second quarter. I always love to see it when they're running on before the snap. <laughs> that kick is good, so it's six fifty seven and it's thirty five to seven, Maris. Still deep for the Corsairs, Miles Tramella and Nick Fisher. That's Rick Abrams in the middle of the field, and you got uh, the wings there. You got Noah Digpen and Dino Kalikmanis. And that one's going to go five yards deep. So we're going to come out to the 20 again and try it again. So, Corsair is coming out on offense. Good throw, and that's incomplete. 
He was looking for Damon Williams Gray down the seam, but did he not see the safety sitting there? What do you think, think man? I don't know. I I honestly think that he's just he's just throwing the ball up there and hoping for the best. A lot of pressure in his face. My guess is that he's not seeing too much down the field there. Anyway, at that time though, he did not have the pressure. He's had on other plays. We got one reason. Well, he's had pressure pretty much all night. So at some point, you start to perceive some pressure. Mikey Lucas thought he was going to get hit there and drop the ball. Once again, so there's not pressure in your face. You perceive pressure because you've been getting it all night. The receiver there short arms a, a catch. Not because he had a guy in his face necessarily. Because Maris has really been bringing it tonight from the defensive end. Really putting pads on, on the course here and bringing big hits. Yes, they have, and it's third and ten now for the Corsairs. They're bringing three to the top, and they're bringing Chanel Green down here alone. But he's essentially double-covered by a corner and safety. There's an option. Now we got a flag. Gain of, it was a gain of ten. It was going to be a first down, but that is, that's going to get called back for sure. That's unfortunate. Again, another big play in the run game, another penalty, which just kills the play. And, and even worse, uh, it makes it really difficult for a young offense like this to, to continue to believe in themselves and, and the run game. Basically, all it was was double action, folks, and and. Uh, Nathan takes the snap and runs to the edge, and he got attacked and pitched, and Fisher ran it up for 10 yards. Yeah, absolutely. Made a great read, made a nice pitch. Fisher did a nice job catching the ball and getting vertical right away. Just a tough, a tough break on the edge. 17. There you go. Oh, yes. That short toss draw in the middle of the Lucas, and that was a little shovel there. And uh, to let you know how that one went, folks, Mikey Lucas is 5'8", 150. And he ran into... Um, that Tig character I talked about earlier, uh, six, six, three hundred. Mike is going to remember that play tomorrow, Nick. Monkman, people all over him. And the bounce goes the other way. Monkman's punt down at the 30. At the 35-yard line. 23-yard punt. Almost had that one blocked, too. Kind of the theme of that drive. Right? Pressure on the quarterback, pressure on receivers, pressure on the punter. Maris, like we said to begin with, they're going to bring it tonight, and, and, and that's exactly what they're doing. 
And they're having it, and they're having it their way too. And they almost blocked that punt too. Almost four down linemen. Haven't seen this look since last week. We got a new running back. Three yard gain. Danny Norton in on tackle. Jalen Williams, a 5'7, 180 pound junior, in at running back. No. Slip screen back, Nick. And uh, I see Jake Sowen went out to make the tackle. He had out. Anderson and Abrams. Anderson and Abrams on the stop. Brandon Anderson in the game, getting some plays, and he made a nice play on that screen. Third four at the Carmel. 29. 4.44 left and a half. And a trips look. They, no, no backs. And it's quarterback run. He stopped and now he goes forward. Became a rugby scrum, Nick. But now the rugby scrum got him the first down. John, John and Ivan, John Ivan and Danny Norton in a tackle, but he was first hit. It was one it was a yard short. First and ten at the Carmel 24. 424 left and a half. Empty backfield again. But it's just a jet sweep. And he saw a seam right away, didn't he? Brought down by Serwin and Jake Serwin and Trey Resetich, but a nine yard gain for Billy Skaliski. Kind of yes, sweet. Yes, that's, yes, the, that's the, the Billy Skalitsky yeah, that caught the touchdown pass the, earlier. Second and one. Fourth 15. 15. That's the first down run. Trig Abrams in on the tackle. On the on the 12. That was Harrell again. He's back in. Harrell again. Brought down by Norton. He got three. Second and seven at the nine-yard line. Kowalski back in the defensive line for the Corsairs. 2.50 to go and a half. I'm sure I was in 
Versatility as a back, tough running up the middle, speed on the edge. That time slipping out of the backfield, open for a pass. Oh, he fakes once, he fakes again. Touchdown. A one handed catch. Billy with a one handed catch in the left corner of the end zone. He just stuck, stuck his, his left arm out, Nick, and made the catch. Wow. Yeah, yeah really, really athletic play by him. Actually, actually the defender was in a nice position underneath him. Really nice throw. Really only one spot that it could have been. And he put it there. The receiver made a nice catch with one hand. That was a one-handed catch. I know. He's amazing. I missed. And the extra point is good. It's good. 2.32 to go in a half. The score, Mare 42, Carmel 7. I'm sorry, I wasn't. Elijah Teague is 6'3", 300, not 6'6", 300. I don't think that matters much to Mikey Lucas when he ran into him at the line of scrimmage. Coasters are going to line up uh, deep again with uh, Miles Trammell and Nick Fisher. And that kick is going to go into the end zone. I guarantee. Of course, there's need to be careful here. 232 left in the half. Deep in territory. They struggle to move the ball. They have to establish some first downs here, keep the clock moving, and get out of this half before uh, putting your defense on the field again. They can't afford to let up another score here without risking having a running clock in the second half. And the ruling there, folks, is if it's over 40 points at any time, it's the running clock from then on out. And so it would be at the start of the half. And we certainly don't want to see that happen. Uh, oh, he had a seam, and he missed it. And he got a couple yards, but... Uh, and two. Nick Fisher got two yards. It's good to see Brooke Lennon back in the game. He ran out a little injured earlier. He's back in on the offensive line. But I saw he stepped to the seam, missed it. Of course, they're taking their time, Nick. Each, each team with three timeouts left. I'm surprised Maris didn't call a timeout there. So what do we got? We got slot here, and now we got Abrams in, and it's a lead option with the blocker. 
And Fisher gets about four. Yep. Keegan again. That was a great throw by Ethan Kalikmanis. <laughs> a great throw. Would have been for a first down over to the 30, but out of Mikey Lucas' hand. So we got an injury on the field, folks. Bother checking that out. Homecoming is fast approaching. Make sure every picture is best. Call Jandy's Salon now to book your appointment. For over 35 years, the Jandy's Salon has been part of Carmel Catholic Family. So don't left out. Make your appointment now at Jandy's Salon in Lindenhurst. Call 847-356-8411. That's 847-356-8411. You're listening to All-Star Catholic, All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week on WSFI Antioch. 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. And an injured player was that very Elijah Teague, and they're helping him off, and he looks okay. fine. He got a little banged-up left foot, but he looks, he looks okay. okay. Remember, at Catholic Financial Life, our members are offered scholarship benefits from grade school through college. To learn more about eligibility for these and many other values and added benefits, call Matt Tomlinson, 847-548-6288. That's Matt Tomlinson, 847-548-6288. Eight, eight. Munden in the punt again. On the course there, 25. And there's a flag. Monkman's punt. He got run into. And the ball's been out of bounds to the Maris 40. The 35-yard punt. First down. First down. It'll be an automatic first down and running into the punter. 49 seconds to go in a half. Yeah, that's, so that's a really big break for the Corsairs. At this point, they shouldn't have much of a problem running out the clock here, keeping the ball away from theirs uh, with the possibility of possibly scoring one more time before the half. I sincerely doubt that the Corsairs are going to do that. I don't think that's in Andy's blood. <laughs> no, I mean, preventing Maris from getting the ball again and possibly scoring before the half. I understand your thought process. There's 49 seconds on the clock, and we got a long season to play, and I think he's going to want to work on something. Or is Fisher going to get the ball and be led by Abrams? Because Abrams is in the game at full. To the left of Kaliak Manas. And we are going to have a timeout. Timeout, Carmel. Timeout, Carmel. 
if he wants to work on something. <laughs> okay, so there's a little bit of a risk, okay? But if he wants to work at something, this would be a great opportunity to work at something in the run game. Being able to establish that more consistently throughout the game would actually really be a good idea, and it would help Calacanis quite a bit. He can clearly throw the ball, especially with open receivers. That's tough to establish consistently without a running attack. Okay, How are you today? Well, we have the same formation before the timeout. Fisher directly behind him. Abrams goes left, and it is Fisher using Abrams as the blocker, and there goes Fisher. He spins, and he gets over the 50 for a first down. Oh, that was Lucas. That's Mikey Lucas. A little quicker look. And we call timeout. Forty-two seconds. Forty-two point nine. Oh, they're running it. That was not a timeout. The toss to Lucas. And he's knocked out of bounds. Clock stops. Forty-two yard line. Gain of about six. Second and three. Yeah, second and three. Gain is seven. 24.4 to go. I think, I think Nick, you're right. They're running out the clock. Well, oh, nope. Now Tariq is thrown out. Receivers are coming in. Damone. Looks like he was limping there. Empty backfield. They're blitzing, and they got him. All the way back at the Carmel 46. Like you said last week, Nick, he's going to learn to he's gonna learn to get rid of that, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. But again, like me, you got two plays there, a gain of 10, a gain of 6 in the run game, and then you empty the backfield, leave him back there by himself. He's getting pressure on his face. He's got nowhere to go with it. I why just don't continue to work in the run game at that place. Well, we reached halftime with the score. Mayor's 42, Carmel 7. Uh, well, a lot. It's been a lot of mirrors. Their offense, uh, I think they put 21 up in the first quarter and 21 up in the second quarter, and that hurts. And uh, I don't think we've seen their punt team. We haven't. So uh, they're very, very talented on offense, and uh, their defense is really bringing it. Nick, they knew they were playing a freshman quarterback tonight, didn't they? Yeah, it looks like it. And they're having no mercy on him at all. They're in his face quick and often. And, uh, and, uh, and defensively, the Corsairs have not been able to stop uh, Delante Harrell, and that's the third week in a row we've come up against a really good running back. And, and uh, Michael Marquette, the junior quarterback, has done a nice job and really impressive. Billy Skalitsky with two touchdown catches. 
And yeah, also impressing me is Teron Ivey, who's a big receiver, but he's also a great blocker on a line of scrimmage. And he's uh, six foot five, two thirty. So they have some players. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Very impressive. Uh, and and well, what can I say? You know, they're making plays for themselves and for each other. And uh, there's no there's no let let up in them this team. So, you know, earlier this week, uh, Christina Paleo had an opportunity to talk to Carmel High School President Brad Bonham. So we're going to toss it back to the studio for that. Uh, so back to the studio. from the Church of St. Mary's and the Chicago Bulls. I, I believe Catholic Radio is important for all of us out there listening to help us through days when maybe our faith is being challenged by many different obstacles that are put in our way. And it's a chance to reflect and just think and hear stories from other people that maybe are going through the exact same issues that we are going through and how they have struggled and how they are getting through their problems today. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. sponsors first. I'm sure you've all noticed how great our Corsairs look in their new uniforms from Maxim Athletics. 
Three sponsors made this happen. Platinum Mortgage, Boar's Head Meats, and St. Charles Jeep Dodge. Thank you very much. St. Charles Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Pomani Chevrolet are giving away a free two-year guaranteed lease on a 2018 Jeep Compass. Register to win at CarmelCars.net. Open to all in the Carmel Catholic family. Also, you have a chance to win up to $2,000 a month at Platinum Mortgage. Register at pmhc.com slash win for your chance to win $500, $1,000, or $2,000. We were blessed to have Cardinal Blaise Subic, who came out to bless the Mary of Mount Carmel Garden at Carmel Catholic High School. A big thank you to Bartels Landscaping for their guidance and work to make the garden the gift that it is. And also, save the date this October 21st for the Carmel Catholic High School social event, Celebrate Carmel. This event is a fundraiser to showcase the gifts and talents of our students. For more information, go to carmelhs.org slash celebrate carmel. And finally, a big thank you to our friends at WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. I'm here today with Dr. Brad Bonham. He's joining us tonight to talk about how blessed we are to have had Carmel Blaise Supich visit us and bless our Mary of Mount Carmel Garden. And he also is going to talk about our families, if any of our families are interested in attending Carmel Catholic, what the process would be and answers to some of those questions. Welcome, Dr. Bonham. Well, welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. We wanted to talk a little bit about our Mass of the Holy Spirit. just occurred a a few weeks ago, and what a unique and different uh, opportunity that was. First off, we celebrated Mass, and this is typical for Carmel Catholic, but for many Catholic schools, is we have a Mass of the Holy Spirit. We had over a 1,000 students on hand for the Mass, and just a beautiful, beautiful event and celebration. As uh, you said, earlier, Christina, uh, Cardinal Blaise Supich came out to celebrate the Mass with our students. And then what was really nice is at the end of the Mass, we all went out to our, our Lady of Mount Carmel, a uh, new statue that's there in a beautiful, beautiful prayer garden that we set up for our faculty, staff, and students for reflection and prayer. And he provided a blessing as well. It was just a beautiful event and a wonderful opportunity for our kids. And and it was uh, it was just a very touching moment. Well, and I'd like you to also talk about the shadow process that we have at Carmel. I think we're very distinctive in that way. And so I know you can shed a lot of light and answer questions for families. Sure, there's, there's a lot of unique things about Carmel Catholic and different reasons why students would attend. But really one of the best ways to understand if, if Carmel Catholic is the right fit for your son or daughter is the simple fact of coming in and shadowing for a day. I think of my own, uh, my own daughter that came in. A lot of fear, a lot of apprehension, a lot of worry about, okay, is this going to be the right fit for me? They worry about the homework, getting lost in classes, and all these different things. And so when the student comes in, we say, okay, let's just sit down and relax, and let's just talk a little bit. And they meet with the admissions director, and we pair them up with a student that has a lot of similar interests that they have, uh, and a student that has been through it, maybe as a sophomore or junior level, and will come in and meet with other their friends, understand how lunch works, understand what the dynamics are like within the classroom. And it's not so much as important as understanding the information that is taught within the classroom, but what's the feel? What's the culture? Is this a place where I would feel welcomed? And we historically, if a student comes in and they shadow for the day, 
uh, historically, it's over well over 90% of the time they end up saying, yes, this is, this is the type of school I want to be at. This is an environment that I'm looking for. And nothing can replace the shadowing for, for a visitation. So if you have a student who is an incoming prospective student, and they might have certain interests, let's say fine arts or robotics engineering, um, is there an opportunity to pa- uh, pair them up with another student who has a similar interest that's already attending? Yeah, abso- absolutely. You will meet with another student that might have dance or in fine arts or might be in a certain athletic program. Uh, you can meet with the coach. You can do all these different things. It's very simple to, to, to do it. You just call our admissions office and they'll take care of everything for you. Thank you, Dr. Bonham. Awesome. Thank you. shape is your soul in, I'm inviting you to consider making a weekend of spiritual exercise. We're talking a retreat with the Lord, prayer, meditation, quiet, and beautiful Barrington at the Bellarmine Jesuit Retreat House. Come check out the possibilities at JesuitRetreat.org. That's J-E-S-U-I-T Retreat.org. Come to the quiet so the quiet can come to you. Did you know that you can listen to WSFI local programming on demand? Full episodes of Pro-Life Today, WSFI Spotlight, Healing the Whole Person, Bursting Forth in Sound, along with our novenas, prayers, and devotions are available on your mobile device or online. For iPhone and iPad users, open the already installed podcast app and search for WSFI. Then click subscribe. Android users need to visit the Google Play Store download the Stitcher app, create a free account, then search for WSFI. Add us to your favorites playlist by clicking the plus sign in the upper right-hand corner of the screen. The full archive of local shows is also available at WSFIRadio.org. Need help? Call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Live at Marist High School, Nick and Nick Yeager and Mike Fitzgibbs. Mike Fitzgibbs doing a play-by-play. Nick Yeager doing the color here, where the Red Hawks are just thoroughly dominating the Corsairs, 42 to seven. So Nick, Nick, if you're going to give a recap, how would you start it? Uh, unfortunately, I think it's pretty simple. I, I think Marist is really beating us up up front. Offensively, they're having their way. Uh, Harrell is having a heck of a night. Uh, running the ball up the middle, finding space on the edge, finding space on the second level. And their offensive line is doing a nice job protecting the quarterback. A few big plays off the play action. Three touchdowns, in fact, off the play action. Uh, two in the first, first quarter, one in the second quarter. And offensively, on the Carmel side of the ball, 
Unfortunately, it's just the opposite. They're having a tough time protecting Calic Manis. They're having a tough time running the ball. And and with so much pressure in the face of Calic Manis, they're having a tough time completing passes tonight. I think if I could just sum up what you just said, uh, that was a lot of tough time. And they're having a tough time. So it's 42-7. to And uh, we're watching across the field where the Corsairs are for their final huddle after their halftime adjustments. And then the band is finally going to clear the field. And as when I coached them, be glad to see the band leave the field. Yeah. You know, speaking from a player's perspective, this was, this was tough. Especially in a night like tonight, when you're kind of taking a beating, you're sitting over there in the dark in, in the baseball field, and the band is over here just having a ball. And I don't, and I don't begrudge them that. I, matter of fact, I love it. I, I, I don't ever want to see Carmel's band leave the field. I love watching Carmel's band, but there's just something about being a parent to watch their band. That's all. And so, and, and God bless them. They work just as hard. Really interesting that there's a football player in the middle of that. Did you see it in the middle of the band? Two. You're saying two football players. Two football players. It's kind of how times have changed, folks. <laughs> trying to think of how I would have handled a player wanting to play in the band. At halftime, I probably would have allowed it, frankly, Nick. Yeah, in fact, I remember when I was coaching at Karma, we, we had a player play the national anthem a few different times on the saxophone. Uh, we're over there doing our pregame warm up, and it just came the time for him to leave. And he would go over and grab his instrument, step on the 50 yard line, and play a heck of a national anthem for us. I think it's great. Love it. Yeah, well, it, if they're multi talented, they might as well be able to show off their multi talents. And I agree with that. I, you know, it's really great to see, actually. Uh, players, players who do more than one thing. Because this game takes up a lot of their time before and after. Uh, the season. It's a long, grueling year for a high school varsity football player, for sure. So, so while we got a minute, WSFI 88.5 FM is proud to be the voice of the Corsairs all season long, whether the games are at home or away. You can root for your Corsairs each week exclusively on WSFI 88.5 FM or online even at WSFIRadio.org. Want to hear it again? Or did you miss the game? You go to WSFIPodbean.com and listen to it on demand. Corsair football, don't miss a minute. You're going to try that WSFIPodbean.com. Dot com. Yeah, if, if that's the place where we can go back and, and listen to ourselves, well, it might be a little scary, uh, might be a little upsetting, but nonetheless, I was looking for the place to find us on podcast. If that's the place to go, then I'll be happy to do that. 
Yeah, as will I. Remember, folks, you're listening to the All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week, WSFI Antioch, 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. And by the way, are you enjoying this All-Star Catholic High School Football Game of the Week? Did you know you can listen to it again later on demand? Nick and I just talked about it. Visit WSFIRadio.org. Click on Listen, then Programming. That's WSFIRadio.org. Listen, then Programming. So there's a couple ways you can get this thing, Nick. And, you know, while we're talking about that, this great radio station is Catholic Radio is committed to bring quality Catholic and local programs like this All-Star Catholic High School Football Game of the Week to our community. We can only do that with listeners' financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at WSFICatholicRadio.org. That's all one word now, WSFICatholicRadio.org. Or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. That's WSFI Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. And, you know, I'll bet they love that interview between Christina Paleo and, and Dr. Brad Bonham, the president of Carmel Catholic High School, you know, it's a shout-out to Christina Paleo. I'd like to get that in. It's a shout-out to Christina. And, and one of her assistants, Caitlin Lees, who deserves a lot of the credit. Uh, just kidding. They both deserve a lot of great credit for the great work they do at Carmel. Attention, ladies and gentlemen. Homecoming is fast approaching. Make sure every picture is your best. Call Jandy Salon to book your appointment for over 35 years. Jandy Salon has been part of the Carmel Catholic family, so don't get left out. Make your appointment now at Jandy Salon and Lindenhurst. Call 847-356-8411. That's 847-356-8411. Nick, you want an example of false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you, you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday, Nick? Or do you plan on working at that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. Call Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life as he invites you to share your hopes and dreams with him. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call Matt at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services are not available in all states. As they, the players are running to the sidelines one more time for this one. Since 1921, the Bears and the Packers have been battling helmet to helmet. Now WSFI will be hosting the Bears-Packer history shootout featuring Chicago Bears' Patrick McCaskey crossing the Cheddar Curtain to take on John Lombardi of the famous Vince Lombardi dynasty. Stump the experts, or maybe they will stump you. September 12th at 6 p.m. at Holy Rosary Parish in Kenosha, Wisconsin. That's Tuesday night, September 12th at Holy Rosary Parish in Kenosha. Call WSFI Radio at 224-206-8455 or go online at WSFIRadio.org. And here we go to start the second half. I think I might have said this before, but Aiden D'Amico is lining up the ball on the left hash mark. Deep, Tremel, and Fisher. The kick is going to stay in the field of play. Tremel at about the two. He's up to the 20. He sees a little seam. 
He goes when he's still going, and he's to midfield. They're going to mark him at the 49 of Marist. A little, a little bit of juice. Yeah, great, great start to the second half. A number of good blocks, and really north-south running by, uh, by Tremel there. Really attacking down the field and doing a great job putting the offense in the best field position of the night, I think, so far, yeah? I think it is. 49 yards, except when they got the onside kick. Uh, here we go, first and 10. Interesting formation to start. Looks like they want to run the ball, Nick. Dino in motion right to left. Hand off to Lucas. He fumbled the ball as he was running, but where'd they mark that? He got up to about, he got three up to the, up to the 46, second and seven. He never got that ball, man. He was, <laughs> how did that? They got Tariq Abrams to the left of uh, Ethan Kalikmanis and, and Mikey Lucas deep. And they send Dino straight. And there goes Lucas. Lucas makes a move with the 10. He gets out inside the five. It's a 41-yard run. And Nick is up here shrugging your shoulders. Nick, why are you shrugging your shoulders? <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to call me out on that. Um, but in all honesty, I, this is what we're talking about. You know, more balance, establishing the run game. This is something that's going to come back to help Calic Manis later in this later in this half. Believe me, he will be able to complete more passes with this type of an attack. So here we go. And Ethan grabbing his brother's shoulder pad and telling him where to go on that play. It's always a good thing to do. Got the same formation, no motion. And we're going to throw a fade to the top and... It's incomplete. Did he, did he drop the ball? He dropped the ball. The fade to the top to Chenille Green. Well thrown, Nick. Yeah, very well thrown. Back to the end of the back corner of the end zone. I think it may have hit him in the hands. Uh, just dropped it, I think. You uh, threw a few fades in your life, didn't you, Nick? I did. I love that pass. You had to. I think your coach over... Worked you in that, didn't he? <laughs> well, I don't know. We had a six-six receiver and a guy named Mike Graham with great hands. Oh, that handoff coming back to Tariq Abrams, and there was uh, he, we did not block the nose guard, and uh, I think we're going to trap. We're going to trap back, and that we did not. Oh, he's not really the nose guard, but. You know, he's lined up over. He was lined up over a left guard. Our left guard left the trap, and he came right through. And that was ouch to Tariq. Ball back at the seven. Third and goal at the seven for the Corsairs. This is what this is where they had trouble last week. First and goal to three. They're yelling to Tariq to do something from the sideline, and I heard him all the way up here. That's whoa! Look at that. Little play action pass to Chenille Green, and he acted like he was going back to the corner again. Stopped dead, turned around. Yeah, a little, it was like a little a back shoulder fade almost. Um, he ran hard to the corner. Calic Manis threw it before the break to the backside, and he did a nice job coming back to the ball there, catching it in the end zone. 
And the only difference between that being a back shoulder fade is he drilled that pass, didn't he? Yeah, he, he put all he had into that one. That was a long throw, folks, almost from the right hash all the way to the top on the left. And the kick is up and into the cemetery. 10-16 left in the third quarter. 42-14. Nice little drive, but of course, there as you get a 50-yard return and a kickoff, and that's going to help you. And then a couple doses of Mikey Lucas and, and a pass to Chanel Green. Nicely done. 42-14, which goes to show, you know, this is what we saw, what seems like hours ago, Nick, in the, in the software game. There's no give up in these Corsair football players. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that, and it's good to see that. Now it would be really good to see as a stop, a stop. I just would like to see Maris Punter. I've seen him in the... I've seen him in the pregame, and, you know, I'd like to see him in a game under some game pressure. Monkman is set to kick off. It'd be good to see you here in the second half. The Corsair's defense in the first half did a really nice job getting to the ball, but then finishing tackles. Love to see more of that in the second half here. Could make a big difference. Monkman's kick deep. All the way to the four. And a missed tackle. Got all the way out to the 27. He was missed at the 20. Not a good sign. We missed a tackle. The tackle was made by Jim, Jimmy Harvey and man Kowalski. And, you know, that we've called their names a lot on defense, and that's a special teams play, too. Matt Kowalski plays one of the down linemen when he plays on defense, and, and uh, Harvey is, well, he's a good linebacker. He's made a lot of tackles in his, in his career as a Corsair. And he, and he just made another one. <laughs> and he made a good one, too. Kept his outside clear, and that was like a one-yard gain, and he took down Harrell. I love hearing the loudspeaker say Harvey in on the tackle. He was in on it, all right, folks. He made the tackle. <laughs> Here we go, second and nine. And it's a throw, and it's a screen, and oh, look at that play by Halverson. Now that's a play. That's a heck of a play. Keeping his outside arm free, forcing the, the receiver to turn back inside, defeating a block on the edge, and then making the tackle, and a physical tackle at that. I love this start from the Corsairs. Ball's up to, looks like it's uh, up at about the 30. Third and seven. And the Red Hawk, 30. Trips to the, to the wide side. And the quarterback rolls that way. He throws that way, and it's incomplete. And, Nick, our dream is going to come true. The punter is coming out of the field. We are... <laughs> And guess who punts? <laughs> Aiden D'Amico. Aiden D'Amico. He's not going to be kicking it off a tee, but he is right on the left hash where he's been all night. Oh, the things you notice. Deep for the Corsairs. 
that that looks like Lucas, and up top is Miles Trammell. And he kicks it, and it bounces. And we want to run away from that thing. And now it takes a Maris roll, and that wasn't Miles Trammell. I was wrong. I apologize, folks. That was Damone Williams Gray deep on the kick with Mike. Lucas, Corsairs are going to take over first and 10 at the 30. That was a 40-yard kick. Exactly, 30 to 30. That's really pretty good. Yeah, we would have been nice. Say that again, Nick, because you don't have a microphone. Thanks for sharing. I know it's tough for you at times. But you got to catch the punt there. You saved 7 to 10 yards there. Yes, you do. And... I thought you would have been more impressed with my very quick addition. 30 to 30 is 40 yards, but <laughs> numbers are still a puzzle, aren't they? Yeah, they're lost on me for sure. <laughs> Here we go, and we're coming out in that same formation. I, it looks like to me like that. Whoa, and we moved. Looked like Dino jumped, and they're not, and they're not calling him. Loss of two. Well, you know, I think he jumped and reset, kind of. It just wasn't a great football stance he reset. In. He froze himself up, though. They ran away from the... They ran away from his blocker. You got Stephen Gracia quarterbacking for the Corsairs right now. And Steven just swung around to give the ball away. And, and there was no running back there. He didn't get there fast enough. And, you know, new quarterback in the game, that's going to happen. Lost the yard. Third, third and about 12. Third and 13 at the 27, 740 to go in the third quarter. 42-14. Marist over Carmel. Gracia. The beginning of that run was good. Didn't end out so well. Mikey Lewis. Mikey Lucas. He got the yards back. It's going to be fourth and 10 for the Corsairs at their own 30. Corsairs got to remember a couple things here. The punt return team comes at him, and plus Jaden Thompson's pretty good once he gets a football in his hand. He scored one of their touchdowns, and he had a 17-yard return. I don't understand. I don't understand why we a fumbled punt. But Maris has recovered, and Monkman is down. He's getting up. He is down. And I don't know what they're calling. Right, Monkman's down. Personal foul, it's roughing. It's going to be a first down for the Corsairs at the 45-yard line. 
And you never like to see that, though, Nick. No, you, you never do. Um, nevertheless, it, it's a big break for the Corsairs. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with Cali McManus. I see, um, I see Gracia on the field with Cali McManus on the sideline. It seems that Cali McManus is okay. Maybe they're just looking to change the look a little bit. Yeah, and you, you wonder. You wonder whether, uh, well, they're going to get in the series for sure. I saw some. I wonder, I wonder what the rationale here, coming out of the half, the best drive of the night by far. Calic Manis caps it off with a really nice throw, and then and then he's not on the field. Uh, did you see him get hurt at all? No, I didn't. My only thought is that it's 42 to 14. They wanted to make sure they got their guns right for the future, and they don't want to get anybody hurt. I don't know. And then they're not going to come back and win this football game. You know, you got. Swing pass to Dino, and it's a gain of zero, a gain of loss of three. And the guy who roughed the punter made the tackle. Yeah, you know, going back to your previous point, I understand there's there's something to be said for protecting the future and keeping Calic Manis safe here in a game that's probably out of hand. That said, he's young. This offense is young. They can benefit from as many game quality reps as possible. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see him out there. The toss to Lucas. Oh, he made a nice little step there, didn't he? And he got himself a first down by stepping back. He used he used Tariq's body, but Tariq was trying to block the guy in, and he stepped. He used his body. Yeah, he did a nice job setting up the eventual block, and then getting north and south right away, gaining what? You, you tell me the numbers. Was that 10-yard gain? 10-yard gain, and it's now third and about three because we had lost three in the first down. Even though the scoreboard says first down, we know it's not, Nick. Third and three. Well, they're sitting two seats away from me. If I said that out loud, they're going to hear me. No, he got down to the 40. Oh, what? he's at the 48, not the 49. That's not the right. Loss of one, it'll be fourth down. Loss of one, fourth and four. We're going to go for it. Fourth and four to 49 with 449 left. Something wild about that. And Tariq is asking Gracia, or Gracia is asking, well. Oh, there's the stay pass that lost three yards before, and now they lost three yards again. First and 10 for Marist at the Carmel 47. 
How did we manage to lose five yards on those two plays? Yeah, I don't know. Those weren't the other. Those weren't the only two plays that they lost yards on either. They're running the ball and gaining yards, and throwing the ball and moving backwards. I, I don't know. I don't get it. Well, they got four receivers here, and oh, and here's Skalitsky again, and he's fast, and uh, he got missed, and he's inside the 35. We saw the other running back one series, Nick. Uh, we don't see it anymore. This is their <laughs> there. There are no dogs being called off. 421 to go, third quarter. First and 10 at the Carmel 34-yard line. Oh, right, left guard pulls, and here comes. Oh, he ran backwards for us. Harrell. Harrell with maybe his worst run of the night. Uh, Serwin and Jake Serwin and Trey Resetich in on the tackle. We got the edge set there. Halverson back in the game now. Second and nine at the 33. Well, you look at you look at uh, for the score, and you don't think of this, but Jake Serwin at linebacker is maybe playing his best game he's played. <laughs> We've called his name a million times. There's Harrell again, and nothing doing. Gain of about two. Harrell on the carry. First game. Third and seven for down Meredith. to the 31. Third and seven, Red Hawks. They're in four-down territory, Nick, do you think? Or are they in long field goal territory? Oh, empty backfield. So what are we going to get here? I don't know. I'd be looking for the jet sweep back to the boundary or maybe some play action off of that. Because we have no, no, it's quarterback draw. And he gets, uh, he got three or four. It's inside the 30. And they've been setting in. What are they going to do here? Fourth and about three. The tackle's by Danny Norton. And they're going for it, of course. They're at the 27-yard line. Fourth and three. What are the chances Harrell touches the ball here? Fourth and three. 2.20 to go. Harrell it is, and Harrell's got the first down. He fell down. Oh, first down. Right at the 24. He fell earlier than the slide, and that's why there was a question. We got about 210 to go here in the third quarter, folks. And it's 42 to 14, Maris. First and 10 at the Carmel, 24. Harrell again. Johnny Ivan there. Help you make the tackle along with. Jimmy Harvey. Harvey. Second and nine. 
Here comes that big motion. And he comes back to trap. Do you see? That's like the old counter train, Nick. And a left guard in that big running back. He comes left in motion and goes back right and goes right behind the pulling guard. Yeah, and Harrell follows the block nicely right up the middle. A big gain again. Well, he got about four. It's third and five. Ball up to 19. I like the idea, though. Three gains of four will get you a first down, though. Well, our, our, I guess our, our definition of big games, two different things, but that's okay. No backs again. I think we got a quarterback draw coming. No quarterback counter, quarterback counter trade didn't happen because Jimmy Harvey sliced off the left end there, and that was a – now they're going to try the field goal. Great play by Jimmy Harvey, though. He just stayed – just knifed in. We got about 28 seconds and ticking to end the third quarter. And we have not seen a lot of their second string neck. So the Corsairs, I, you explain, and now we're running a guy in, of course. At the end of, oh, I don't like to see that. 11 seconds left, and there's a kick, and that's right. I, it's good. Six seconds to go in the first, sec, third quarter. 45-14, Marist. You're listening to the All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week on WSFI Antioch, 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Score, 45-14, Marist, with six seconds to go in the third quarter. Nick, if you'd have told me after that first half that Maris wasn't going to pull all their dudes, and they have not, of course, since Harrell had about eight carries in that drive, uh, they weren't going to pull all their dudes, and we were going to outscore them 7-3 in the third quarter. I just, <laughs> how does this happen? Well, not to mention the fact that we, we pulled one of, well, we pulled our starting quarterback. Um, after that big drive to start the second half, I, I'm confused. I hope he's not hurt. Well, the way the last one started, that was good. We got a good return. Let's see if we can get another one. I think I think uh, Aiden D'Amico was mad at himself for not kicking it in the end zone. And he was. It's in the end zone by two yards. You know... I love watching kickoff teams when the ball's in the end zone run through the end zone anyway. You know, it just teaches the right thing. I know our guys do that when we get a kick in the end zone, and I always taught that, and, and seeing Ameris kids do that. It's a, a lot of times when you start taking breaks and slowing down and see it's going in the end zone and it's jogging off, that's exactly, that's practicing the wrong thing there, Nick. Uh, we still have Grassi in the game. I'm, I'm thinking something's wrong. Lucas for about, what, six or five? Crossover to 25. To the 26. That ends the third quarter, folks. With the score, Maris 45, Carmel 14. The score, Maris 45, 
You want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? I do. Or do you plan on working at that company the rest of your life? The fact is you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. Call Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life as he invites you to share your hopes and dreams with him. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call Matt at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services are not available in all states. And, you know, since 1921, the Bears and Packers have been battling helmet to helmet. Now WSFI will be hosting a Bears-Packer history through Chicago Bears' Patrick McCaskey crossing the Cheddar Curtain to take on John Lombardi of famous Vince Lombardi dynasty. Stump the experts. That's September 12th at Holy Rosary Pairs in Kenosha, Wisconsin. That's Tuesday night to 12th at Holy Rosary Pairs. Call WSFI Radio 224-206-8455 or go online WSFIRadio.org. We are about to begin the fourth quarter. Stephen Grassi in at quarterback for the Corsairs. Pretty much the same formation here, Nick. Lucas goes wide. He's got a first down. Lucas all the way out to the 40. 41 yard line. It's a 15 yard game. Yeah, I, I love the way Lucas hits the hole. He, he hits it hard, fast, and low. And he's not afraid to break it to the outside once he gets to the second level there and uses blockers on the edge. I like that kid. You go f four yards for the team and then take off for you, right, Nick? Four yards for the team, the rest for me. Yeah, four yards is a big game. That's correct. Absolutely. Three of those will get you first down. First down is create touchdown. <laughs> Gracia throwing it, and it's picked off. Oh, it's not. It was dropped. Kyle Hill dropping the ball. Not Niall Hill dropped that. Looked to be intended. Looked intended for Damone, Damone Williams Gray. Second and ten. Corsairs ball to forty-one. Also out there was Noah Thickpen, and really that throw could have been to either one of them. Yeah. Obviously, it's, it, well. Anyway, I, I like the approach running the ball, having success running the ball, then try to take the top off the defense after a few nice runs. Right. I like the fact that it was down the field. There's a toss to Lucas, and he's going to get three, two or three, maybe two. I was hopeful thinking to get three. Out to about the 43, maybe the 44. Nope, the 43. Third and eight. Third and eight, just under 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So we got Thick Pen down here by us, split out. Damone next to him in the slot. You got Chenille up top, and you got three back. Gracia. 
Grassy is going to run it. Grassy is going to get a first down. He ran up the middle, got over the 50 to the 47. First down, Corsair. Yeah, really nice job by Gracia stepping up in the pocket, seeing nothing and tucking the ball and getting the first down on his own. I like that. So we got... Coming up on 10-15 to go into third in the fourth quarter, folks. We're seeing a, the same formation just about every play. Slot to the top, split to the bottom, and and handoff. And it's a great follow by Lucas again. That guy just slipped off Tariq's block there, Nick. We got three to the 44. Just slipped off Tariq's block. That was a nice play by their linebacker. He slipped off Tariq's block and made the play. Otherwise, that could have popped for more. Yeah, could have. Uh, either way, though, you're looking at this. You got three or four yards. I'll let you determine how how many yards we got there. But nonetheless, that's a good gain on first down. Now you got two downs to get six or seven here. Yes, you do. And of course, there's their pointing the dudes on the line. They look, they're a little spring in their step. Linemen always like to run the ball well, don't they? Absolutely. It. it it, it sets the mindset. It sets the demeanor and attitude, if you will. Broken play here. Broken play in grass. He gets knocked out of bounds inside the 40. <laughs> Looks to be down by the 39. It's going to be 30, 32. That's a five-yard gain. He turned around to pitch it, and there was running back was going the other way. Yeah, there was some confusion there before the snap. Uh, Tariq going both sides of the quarterback there. There was some discussion between them. Obviously, some confusion. Gracia makes the best of it, though. He sure did. He got a big game. Five. Absolutely. Now, look, you got a third and short rather than a third and long. Let's see what happens. Well, you got a blitz off the edge. Lucas. Oh, and Lucas could have busted, and he got it. That was a really nice play. That was a really nice play. Fourth and two, but of course there's ball to 39. 8.50 to go in the fourth quarter. So if four yards isn't a big gain, but a gain of nothing is a really good play, help me. (laughs) It wasn't a really good play. It was a really good play by the linebacker. (laughs) Oh, he's going up top. He's going deep. And it's incomplete. He went deep to Chenille Green. And... I have, uh, I have uh, just, just wondering right now, Nick, about fourth and two at the 39, and you're throwing a streak down the right sidelines where it fell inside the 10-yard line. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I'm confused. They run the ball well, um, have one of the best drives of the night, and you've got two yards to go, and and, and you throw it deep. Why not just run it again? Or throw something short. Uh, 827. Uh, We don't know what he's thinking. 827 to go, and they have. This is a bench clear. This is a different offense right here. See how the Corsairs manage. 
Albertson helped make that tackle before he came out of the game. Danny Norton in on the tackle, too. Let's see who else is in there. Christian Mack. Christian Mack in on that one, Nick. Playing got some time at nose guard. Yeah, a really nice kid. Looks like he's looking to play hard here. Let's see if we can make a few more plays down the stretch. 7.40 to go. Second and about eight. Oop. Norton again. New running back, Brooks. Yeah, Brandon Anderson. And Brandon Anderson and Dan Norton in on the tackle. Third and, a, third and three at the Marist 46. They're not going to snap this one to the seven-minute mark, folks. They're taking their time. We're under seven minutes. We got a little motion right to left, and that's where they ran the ball, and that's why he's got a first down. Alton Brooks first down. At the 45-yard line, number 44, first from 10 Ryan Grunke in the game, and he made a tackle on his first play in. Jonathan Young helped him, but not before a first down run to the 44 at Carmel. Clock running, 640. I think you get a stop here, Nick. Absolutely. Let's get the ball back, get that run game going again, huh? <laughs> well... Jared Brown is the quarterback. As Alton Brown, I guess, is the running back in there. While a wild subbing going both ways, and that's a that's a flag from behind the quarterback. And this will be interesting. Do you go back to the 49 first and 15, or do you take the no gain? I'll take them back. A little field position never hurts. Take them back. Anderson on the stop. Brandon Anderson made the tackle there. He's made some tonight. Legal procedure. Legal procedure on Barrett. Number? Well, it'll be set down at the 49 yard line. First and 15 at the 49. It's. Brooks again. Oh, nice. Another tackle by Grunky. Grunky, Ryan Grunky, and that's two good hits. By, and Jonathan Young helped, but he got six, second and nine. All, all of that, to, all of that, to, and now it's second and nine. It's a, 
second and ten. So second and nine. Alton Brooks. A five ten, one hundred ninety five pound senior. Looks pretty good to me, Nick. Here comes the motion. He'll lead. That's where the ball goes. He did kick out, but they got they got him that time. Dan, Danny Norton again. And he, he had help. Christian Mackin on the tackle again, Nick. Christian Mack getting a few plays in at the defensive line and got in that tackle. So we got third and nine. No gain. Can't said that a lot with Maris Ball at the night. No gain. Ball to 43. Maybe we're going to see their punter again. There's an interesting formation. Yeah, I'd have bet the... And there goes the quarterback. And there goes the first down. Fourth and one, four down territory. Jonathan Brown with the tackle. From the 35-yard line. 4-10 to go, fourth quarter. Exactly what Maris wanted to do, run a lot of the quarter out. Doesn't really matter. We're under four minutes. Next week, the course here is, it doesn't get any easier. They take on Nazareth Academy at Carmel. The good news is it's at home for them, Corsairs, but the handoff and a first down. Mountain Brooks inside the 30 to the 27, 28 yard line. Jonathan Young with the tackle. When his safeties are making all the tackles, Nick. Not a good sign. Not a good sign at all. A lot of players getting some time in. Good thing. Kowalski back in on the line. Oh. Brooks again on the carry. Got a little bit. Christian Mack on the tackle. Joe Sacramento getting some time at nose guard. Actually held his own there. Got pushed a little bit backwards, but we are reaching. Ball's on the 24-yard line, second and six. 2.25 to go. I'm from, oh, that's the nice hit. Jimmy Harvey with a nice tackle. We've reached the under two minutes now. One forty-five left, and 
I think if Maris gets the first down here, Nick, it's going to be it's going to be called a night. Good to get some minutes here for the second string defense players that Brooks again and right to the ground. Kristen back again, Nick. Brandon Anderson. Sacramento in on the tackle. Like to be able to say some of their names. It's good to get them announced. They're in there playing hard. I'll tell you that. Nick Pazelli, I think, is out there. I think he's playing a uh, right defensive end. And Nick, Nick Bazzelli. He's a St. Francis kid, not Lake Zurich. Under 45 seconds and a handoff, and he's right down. The Corsairs are going to get the ball back. Jimmy Harvey. Christian Mack again. Corsairs get the ball first and 10 at the 22. 37.8 seconds to go. And Gracia back in a quarterback for the Corsairs. What do you think, Nick? Are we going to run? I would certainly think so. Okay, Gracia. Nick's calling a run, and we get a we get a penalty marker. A penalty marker and boy, it's been two on <laughs> second down the down marker forever. <laughs> The game is at Miris, folks, and their down marker is at second down <laughs> for the last three series. <laughs> I'm just wondering why. I know it's 45 to 14. What are we doing? They're walking something off. Oh, second sideline warning on Carmel. I didn't see the first one. I didn't see it either. But 37 seconds left. Really? Yeah, really. That's uh, you. You probably want to chew the whistle down a little bit there. But hey, that was a trap, and uh, the trap guy got trapped. The tackle didn't get to the linebacker. Abraham looked like Abrams with the ball. He got a couple, or he lost a couple. And we are going to be down to the last play here, folks. Seven seconds left, and here we go. Oh, a big hit by Lucas, and they knocked the referee over on the last play, and Lucas jumps up and helps him up. The game ends with the score. Maris 45, Carmel 14. Uh, you know, Nick, I, I was a little heartened by the second half. What do you think? No, I was too. Uh, I saw a more balanced attack from the Corsairs. Run the ball really well, I thought. Um, 
and on top of that, you know, try to use that to their advantage by opening the field down the field and try to get some throws off that way. Nonetheless, though, a better job running the ball, a much more bounce attack in the second half. I like that. I kind of like it, too. I also like the fact that, you know, it's like we commented, I was wondering when Maris was going to clear the bench, and that didn't happen for a long time in the second half, and we, <laughs> we, played, we played well. We played very well, and, and uh, we stopped them on a, on a series, fourth down, and we forced the punt one series uh, and held them to a field goal. And, and you know, you say it's 42-7, to seven, you hold them to a field goal, they probably cleared the bench, but that's not what happened, folks. They kept their all, all, all world running back in and their quarterback and even uh, even that receiver who made, all, who made a lot of great plays, Billy Skalitsky, he had a carry and a catch in the second half. So... You know, they were all still in there. You know, there's a lot to be heartened about in the second half. You just, well, we got to get some stops. We got to get some stops earlier. Okay, so final score again. Harris 45, Carmel 14. Next Friday night, the Corsairs take on the Roadrunners of Nazareth Academy at Carmel. We are going to go back to the studio. Thanks for joining us. So long from Maris High School. So- two years old. I-